0: i saw some i miss robert and i tweets on the timeline that was pretty tough pretty That's tough heroic. to see again certainly not game from two. my account. game two guys game two let's just slow the roll what we do here is go back 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 back
1: back Loud.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Wheel Route Podcast. This is my leg- legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers occasionally about college football and lifestyle. You can find The Wheel Route on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. We're at The Wheel Route on Twitter, is where so you can send complaints about audio quality and things of that nature. Um, and then uh, as you know, let's get the important stuff here. You can get the show uh, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google thing, Podcast Center, uh, or Stitcher. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm coming to you guys live from Stuart, Florida, uh, where it continues to um, be warm, but uh, we we got some rain. Had a nice, I had a nice soft Florida club presented to me this morning at uh, at 9:51. Little tee off. It was pretty pretty steamy out there. Gonna be honest, um, but yeah, things are good. Uh, I don't know if I said my Twitter. I'm at logan the dawn. If I did say that, I apologize. You heard it twice. Uh, who else is here? My name is Jordan
2: Shank, coming also live from the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we got some rain this weekend, got some mild, like, easing into fall 60s, 70s temps. Um, it's been nice, getting, getting the feels. Um, I'm on Twitter.com. Sorry, what was that?
0: I said I'm thrilled for you. I really am yeah. jealous.
2: Yeah, the corn is also thrilled. For for those keeping watch, um, <laughs> we're starting to see some some harvest take place, um, which I think is bringing in some doves for for the hunters. Uh, it is dove season in in Virginia and elsewhere in the country. So that's right. Thoughts and prayers to those involved. Um,
0: Uncle Mike in so yeah, Texas uh, bagged a bunch of doves. Uh, sorry, he visited the other weekend. It was he he got to go one one time, and I, I think they shot like eighty five doves. Wow! Congrats limit out
2: brother <laughs> uh yeah i'm on twitter.com at shank jordan my wordle scores are there and that's that who else is here
1: let's hear uh, if this thing starts keeps working maybe uh my name is jason Crick. i am also fighting some exciting internet uh upon my return to harrisonburg virginia where i am broadcasting from um i spent the weekend in uh our nation's capital just, just headed up for a long weekend. Hung out, walked around, ate some food, went to some bars. It was delightful. Just so uh, you
2: did a touristy DC weekend.
1: Yeah, just got away. Just you know, did the wow. plan. went and visited Abe at his memorial. Went and you know.
2: How's he doing? Shout out doing to well. him. He he's doing well. He looks very,
1: very stalwart. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's doing well. He's a good rep. I hot take. Pretty good president, I think. <laughs> um people yeah, are saying controversial he but. put up some numbers yeah i mean <laughs> when you when you dig it really in analytics the it really it tells a story yeah um no so but uh it, it seemed like pretty good weather here in the meantime
2: well how's the weather in dc jason up in the, up in the way, North capital just yeah. so sweaty just yeah. the
1: humidists um which you know you know you're, you know you're dealing with going in I still, I still walked my, my buns off. The calves are barking a little bit, but you know, it was good. It was a good trip.
0: Hey, you know, first step towards the the wheel route corporate retreat next year, you know, 97 hole death March, right. you know, you gotta, you gotta get them in while you can. So That's I'm right. glad you got your steps in and your miles. I'm sure your Fitbit was just vibrating on stop.
1: Tomorrow's summer's tomorrow's summer handicap starts now, Logan. <laughs> if you don't approach it with that, you're not ready.
0: You read right about that. You don't have to tell me <laughs> as I was wringing my shirt out at about uh, 9 52 today, right after I teed off. So, you know, it was, it was, things you
2: didn't financial. do the the Francis Tiafo just like pack seven shirts in your bag and, <laughs> and pull one out over two or
0: three holes. No. <clears throat> Whoa, excuse me. Oh, wow. <clears throat> wow. Geez. Frogging oh, the new right sound there. You made. Yeah. I love, I love to podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I did not do that. Jordan. I, uh, Regrettably, did not get to debut my rain jacket either. I was uh, I was intrigued by the opportunity to do that, but that didn't get a chance to happen. Um, no, I'm I'm on these uh, these uh, original penguin shirts. You know, no free ads, but I mean, listen, light a light fabric, and uh, let me tell you, I feel wicked. Jordan I feel wicked out. out there. So, anyhow, all right. Um, what are we drinking tonight, boys? Anything good? Uh, I'm happy to report that
2: the Polar Seltzer case has been promoted to the main sales floor at the Harrisonburg Costco. Things are right in my Main ecosystem sport. again, um, so I'm drinking some lemon lime Polars tonight.
1: Uh, I have nothing but my <laughs> water bottle this evening. Um, I That's just good. Got back, just got back to Hburg shortly before this recording. Um, so taking That's it okay. easy in an effort to make it to work at a reasonable hour.
0: Guys, we're inside of a week until I can rejoin the land of the uh, of the imbibing, uh, but. In, in the stead of that, I will uh, work it on a spin drift here. This is the lemon limeade spindrift. They were BOGO at Publix this week, which is basically Ooh. stealing. If you can uh, if you can find them. So um, this is excellent. I love this.
2: What uh, where would you say it falls in your spindrift rankings?
0: Hmm. I think that the raspberry is it raspberry lime is is the best. Okay. That one, I think, is really, really good. It's, like, insanely crushable, too. Like, you feel that you can drink it so fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain, like, there's certain beers that are like this as well. It's like, that is almost too good. And I like the mango cart. I don't know if you guys have ever had mango cart. It's like a mango beer, but it might as well be a mango Capri Sun. And you're just at the beach. These just like
1: beers that, like, if you were drinking on the beach would be hazardous.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. And they're very low percentage, but it doesn't matter because, like, yeah. the weather hot and you're having a good time and it's very refreshing and it's like, oh, wow I just drank 11 mango carts. Nine empty and, cans next and to that uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was probably, like, also, like, you know, 1500 calories worth of beer, not to mention, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Some You got you to gotta get out here in these streets. But, um, yeah, Jordan, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'd, I'd slot it in. I'd slot it in right behind that. I've had some of the tea lemon ones, too. Those are okay. Yeah. Um, but i just like spindrift cuz there's actually fruit juice in it so it's not it's not straight just like essence, essence. water yeah. yeah yeah it's nice I, it's I nice do, to change up yeah. but i consume a lot of lime water in my day to day life though so sometimes i can overdo it a bit sorry shout out to my enamel yeah all right um Stop the
1: prayers with the enamel
0: <laughs> you guys uh you you guys didn't get together last week to play golf um but you did have your party so you know are, any has there been any more fallout from the uh, from <laughs> from the situation or we're moving forward we're on to next year
1: I, mean, I, I think, think I'm on to our, next year focus.
0: yeah yeah i didn't i
2: didn't send a like constructive criticism email to our commissioner <laughs> yet, yet. Uh, right. yeah you know the draft is being written mentally in case i find myself with too much time on my hands this week <laughs> Right, uh, which probably won't happen, but if you
0: get into uh, the mango cards, so to so to speak, if you will, <laughs> yeah. If I run into a couple of mango cards, <laughs> I might let these emails. Fly. It'd be a bad day to be a golf a Tuesday night <laughs> men's league commissioner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Excellent. Um, any any upcoming golf plans that we need to talk about? You guys got any trips planned? Uh not weather's f- gonna weather's gonna start tailing off for you guys here pretty soon. It's gonna be
1: indoor season.
2: Oh, no, I still get after it when it's chilly. Mesh Factory, that's right. That's what layers are for. Look. True.
0: Good point. I was gonna say, we're, we're, a, uh, we're, yeah.
1: Really, we're entering Jordan's, like, fit sweet spot. Like, this is... This is true. Yeah. This is 65 is what he's been waiting on.
0: Yep. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, for sure. We also were standing out on the day after Thanksgiving last year about to tee off with flurries blowing into our face. At, yeah, like, gym. I would still go
2: play in that. In yeah, heartbeat. no.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I have not played since our final match, of the league. Um, I even just won a golf club. So I'm supposed to play twice this weekend, I think, which could be uh, a big mess. We might have to get over to the smash factory, just uh, get in the lab for a quick session. Find um, the rhythm but, again. Yeah.
0: It's like riding a bike. You'll be all right. Sometimes you got to rinse out the, uh, sometimes you got to rinse out the bad swing thoughts. And, and just... I'm,
1: I'm finishing up my two week cleanse and I think <laughs> I'm ready to, ready to get back after it. I guess Jordan's Jordan probably has the biggest golf development in Harrisonburg so far.
2: Yeah, in, in this Shenandoah Valley. Yes. Um, no, I did get fit for a driver oh, over the weekend. That's true. Um, I wasn't I
0: wasn't meaning to call anybody out, but that's awesome. Yeah, Th- no, it's thank fine. you for.
2: Um, looking forward to never financially recovering from this, but um, no, it was it was fun to get in the bay and and swing the new gear and see what what worked and what didn't. Um, I was proud of myself for like quickly embracing that I did not click with the tailor or the Titleist or the sexy brands. Um, so I, I ended up in a ping with a, uh, exotic custom shaft and,
0: uh, We'll we'll see when that trigger gets pulled. <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled for you. Welcome to the Brotherhood as a as yeah. a recent as another recent Ping driver boy. I'm, well, I'm it, excited. Is a, it is exciting
2: too because it kinda opens up a whole new avenue of uh, branded apparel
0: I can start wearing with good conscience. And dude, <laughs> ping, ping, ping hats. Ping brings it. They they, yeah. they do bring it. They are yeah. strong euro vibes, I think. So they they, they they push it. I like the fits. Yeah. Our guy saw Hit the the, our podcast. Our, our Fino, podcasts favorite podcaster, <laughs> or Victor Or whatever he is.
2: All team pingers. So
0: that's right. Did you guys see that uh, that tweet about Victor Hovland showing up at the range like at the tournament? And he just like dumped out his bucket of balls and just started smashing like seven irons like as hard as he could. Like no warm-up, yeah. no wedges, no stretching. Like he just dumps out balls and just starts beating seven irons. Like this guy is and maybe he needs to become the new the new <laughs>
2: Well, isn't he it. a big like heavy metal listener? I think that's what yes. Uh, yes, he jams out to. So that kind of fits the the
0: aesthetic. He's like tasteful Bryson. Like if, if Bryson wasn't wasn't the absolute worst, you know, just just in approach okay. at least, yeah. you know,
1: just big meaty, just some big overlap. meaty,
0: pornographic hacks and some and uh, hacks. <laughs> and, uh, and and heavy metal music. All right, cool. Okay, well, hey guys, um, week two, you know, didn't look great on paper, and you know what we say? We always say this. We've told you this before, but when they don't look great on paper, they end up being um, wild. This may have been a secret blood week, Un- undetermined. What
2: well, it feels like week two specifically kind of does this every year. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I think you're right. I'm tempted to go back and listen to our previous week two recap podcasts and just see how repetitive the theme of like, well, we didn't have great matchups <laughs> on the board, but who oh boy, did it turn into some fireworks!
0: Right. It's it's a classic case, I think, of you know nothing going into the season because of I don't know the era that we're in and just in general it's hard to keep up with all these teams you don't really know very much and then you completely overreact to what you think you know based on one game's worth of data uh in week one which sometimes offers good games sometimes offers your team like shellacking North, you know new mexico state or something like that so it's it's a little difficult i think to tell but it is i don't know in my mind the the jump from week one to week two is like. you you almost know just as little because you're overreacting to like <laughs> one thing happening. Yeah. Uh, other sample other size
2: doubled in the other other direction. It, yeah, your sample size doubled, but it was not at all any more helpful to right. have twice as much data.
0: Exactly. So anyhow, all right, we'll we'll get into the big ones that we picked, but let's uh, let's just run bounce around the country here, and uh, you know, put your hand up if you have anything to say. Wake Forest at Vanderbilt. But some question marks by this one. I was incurred, in, uh, intrigued to see if Vanderbilt was f- maybe for real. And I don't know what for real means, but they are not as good as Wake Forest, it turns out. Handsome Sam is back in a big way, looking super handsome. Uh, Wake looked really good. The claw fence, when they got it clicking, can, can score some points.
2: Yeah, and they did it all in the rain, too. Um, right. Which was almost equally impressive. Uh, I would the only thing I would like to say is I did give out another winner on this Wake Forest minus 12 and a half. Uh, that was good for the units.
0: This good. Weekend. I'm thrilled for you. Just Th- thrilled for your units. That's how you got the exotic shaft. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> maybe, the all, the, you didn't get the Aldilla, the Aldilla Rogue or anything <laughs> like that. You know, none of this, none of this peasantry. <laughs> Straight Autoflex. All right. Um, Marshall was at Notre Dame. This one was not even one we talked about. It was not even on our radar. And damn, if the Sun Belt didn't get in that, so to speak, if you will. Um, Marshall will. Marshall outlasted Notre Dame. Um, They appeared to be the better team. Notre Dame's offense is putrid. And maybe Marshall's defense is really good, too. I'm going to... Tried to be a little less boisterous in my proclamations as I move forward in this new phase of my life, um, but as a father, as a, as a father, as a father and general general back. supporter of things, yeah, as I'm trying to be a better sport about things, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I impressive. I didn't. I saw the end of this. You know, Notre Dame's offense just looks not productive amongst other offenses we saw this weekend, <laughs> look not very productive. But they don't really seem like they have a solution to quarterback. They don't really seem to have a running back that is plus. Um, and uh, the offensive line maybe seems to be underachieving a bit. Um, and and, and Marshall, had him, Marshall caught him at the right time and honestly looked, like I said, just looked generally like the better team across the board. Catch any of this, anybody?
2: No. Uh, but while we're on I- gambling themes, SVP gave like three – Sun Belt teams in his winners yeah. segment last week. I think he nailed all of them. God, shout out! The Bear did not have a good weekend.
0: Wow, well,
1: yeah, he rebound. He's Plenty
0: of game left in the season. It's <laughs> true. But also, the Bear only picks three a weekend. It's gotta be That's tough. True. If you, it's easy uh, to go. I think
1: three. I think Marshall is kind of a good example of everybody who like. Everybody said like this: the freedom of transfer portal stuff, like where you don't get to lose a don't have to lose in a year of ability. Would, mm-hmm. like kill everybody outside of the power five and it was just like no nah, like that's that's crap because like there are plenty of people who just go to a power five school and it just doesn't work for whatever reason could have been a, a bad yeah. year personal life could have been you just don't vibe with your coach lord knows but like they transfer back i think marshall i, I believe i saw the number they had 24 transfers this offseason that they added so like it yeah. brought in a lot of dudes that were like ready to go. And like, I don't think that I watched, I think I watched the whole fourth quarter of this. There was not a significant difference. I thought between Notre Dame's athletes and Marshall's athletes. Right. Wow. Um And like I, once that playing field is leveled that, that makes things real interesting for traditional powers that have not usually had to try like that. So I think that's <clears throat> kind of exhibit a of like, I I get frustrated when people say like the, like freedom for student athletes will kill mid majors and and group of five. What you know, pick your term, but like this is a very good example of why if if schools outside the Power Five do their stuff the right way, there's no reason they can't make it work. Will, will it then, be Will yeah. it be a new and different challenge from what they're used to? Probably, sure, right. But that like adapt to what should have been the case all the time. So. Yeah. Um yeah, very happy for as a as a a registered Sunbelt Conference member. A charter member. As a sorts. as a member of, of this league. Very ha- very happy for Marshall. Very happy Charles Huff seems like a great dude. Um I hopefully... remember when they hired Charles Huff, he was a Alabama
0: personnel guy, right? That was all we knew That's about him. Good. And I think shout out to Marshall. I mean, Jason, this speaks to kind of exactly what you're saying, but Alabama personnel guy, and I mean. Alabama works the portal to their advantage at the absolute top end of college football too. Um, cool to see, I guess, a team like Marshall invest in that and give him a couple of years to kind of get his footing. And it seems like he's got a lot of relationships and got a lot of ability to attract people to Huntington, West Virginia. So, I mean, good on him for <clears throat> putting it together. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're going to win the playoff or go undefeated or anything, but they, uh, they, they seem to be like a more than adequate team that you would like, We've seen Marshall be okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know that we've ever seen them be, you know, well, outside of Byron Liff, which Chad Pennington years. Say, they, like, were, they were great ago.
1: before. Well, I, I'll say before I started following college football, before Logan recognized college football outside of Gainesville, Florida, they were great. Well, they, but.
0: <laughs> okay, they were they were great. They were great in that they were a Conference USA team. That was really good. I mean, but good. Yeah, if play. they
1: can turn into a, if they can turn into a consistent top fifty team. That will be the. For sure, a very good accomplishment, and oh yeah, that's that's true for all of them. So,
0: but definitely like a a in, a unique path for a G five non G five I guess school to take, um yeah. going more like the personnel guy route than the schemer, right? Yeah. There's you know two paths diverge in the wood when it, when it comes to coaches, you can be the schemer or the personnel guy, and I, I would say it's it's harder for me to see the personnel guy working at the smaller schools where your margins seem to be slimmer on personnel. So it's pretty cool. So shout out to Marshall. We'll keep it moving here. Um, I'm kind of oh, lumping wait, uh,
1: this. Jamu homecoming opponent, the Marshall Thundering Herd. Oh, oh shout out! Happy Man. homecoming! Yeah,
0: block the damn gates. That's right. Am I right? Okay. Later. First one of those this year. Uh, it, was, it was a long time coming. I'm surprised we made it. Like five yeah.
1: episodes. I'm very proud of you for biting and biting it down the first two weeks.
0: Thank you. All right, let's move on. I've kind of lumped the Big Ten West all together. Uh, not a, not a tremendous showing for them this Is weekend, although. Should. Although they they did disappoint the Who's Um Illinois. Jordan, did you uh, did you watch that? I did all of that. much um, there probably was probably for the best.
2: Like, there was some familial, you know, official right. business going on mo- squarely in this time window, which some priority, as it yeah. should have. Um but yeah, like we <laughs> so we were all sat up on the front row of church for this like pretty historical in the in the our church body's ceremony, and we're like still sneaking a peek at scores every every ten minutes or so. Love um, it. So good. ESPN GameCast
0: score bug. That's yeah. That's so when we got out, stage of hell.
2: When we got out of this thing, we looked. I started looking at the box score, and it was like, oh, we're just starting the fourth quarter, and Virginia has punted eight times uh, with with two different punters. So we're testing out legs at this point. Wow. Um, Brennan Armstrong threw two interceptions. The reports we got from the ground were that uh, the offensive line just is not didn't have it a factor at all. It was, hmm. was constantly getting blown up. Um, there, there are some rumblings that the offensive play calling did not adjust at all to take that into account. Um, which oh, I know how that me, goes. Makes me probably not want to read, watch. This game back because I you know I'm not going to do that to myself. Um, we're just going to bury the film and and move on to Old Dominion <laughs> next
0: week. Oh, good, awesome. <laughs> Things get <Yeah>.
2: better. <laughs> so nice little transitive uh, Commonwealth Cup opportunity. Yeah.
1: Right. The round okay. Robin. The round robin is afoot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Excellent. All right. Um, to, on to the bad side of the Big Ten West though. Uh, Northwestern got just. Run through by Duke, which was just not a tremendous look for Northwestern. Um, but hey, you know they barely beat Nebraska. And <laughs> speaking of Nebraska, they also Big Ten Charter Big Ten West members um, give up 45 at home to Clay Hilton Georgia Tech or Georgia sorry Georgia Southern team. And oh, uh, hey,
2: pretend, perhaps that's a nice little. <laughs> Freudian slip, right there. Clay, help your, your
0: ooh, next uh, yeah. Georgia Tech. Ooh, That's right. Ooh, I saw. You know, he hasn't decorated his office, so people don't think he's going to stay there very long. You know, so he's already um, in
2: Atlanta in his mind.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. So in doing in doing this, Nebraska got their coach fired, officially fired. Not like <laughs> he's so fired. No, no, no. He actually got fired. Nebraska paid north of seven million dollars. I think seven and a half million to. Buy him out, fire him early. I think he's getting he's getting like fifteen million dollars. Fifteen in buyout million
1: dollar money. buyout, which I believe was going to drop to just over seven. Yeah. on October first.
0: Right, which is in um, twenty days. If you, yeah. for those of you uh, maybe listening to this later, it'll be in nineteen days probably. But um, yeah, I guess you want to get a get a head start on lining up your calls to Mark Stoops. You know, you're gonna be beating that door down.
2: For I well-being. do I do like that you're passionate about uh, gassing Mark Stoops up. Listen,
0: Kentucky is the most big ten of the of the SEC East programs, and um that's just because George is too excellent at it to actually be considered a big Ten team. So um I'm gonna go ahead and and yeah, have at it. I think he'd be a great fit. I think he's from somewhere in the in the nominal Midwest.
2: Much like Shane Beamer is from South Carolina.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shane Beamer, real homecoming to Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, I, I again, I was. Things were happening yesterday, like rapidly. All these games, the three thirty window was like straight cocaine. Nice. So, Jordan, shout out to you for um, taking care of family business. But it was things were things were going down. The remote was getting worn out, but um, yeah, I mean, Georgia Southern did whatever they wanted to do on offense. I mean, they gave up a bunch of points too, and Nebraska's defense is an abomination. And um, Another one-score loss for Scott Frost, coach Nebraska team. He will be an excellent candidate for Nick Saban's uh, rehab program. Uh, we'll see how it goes.
2: So do we have any uh, hot take serious
0: names? Uh, I, actually serious. I think Stoops is a serious name. Okay. for a the report, record
1: but a report bounced across the the twitters as i was sitting here and i i lost it because it was so jarring um
2: lane kiffin jarring
1: or? oh uh lars anderson who is a sports illustrated writer oh i
0: thought that was the name of the coach that was I don't, you were jarred by this no, CFL no. coach,
1: <laughs> um, who by his own admission is not like a typical newsbreaker but Not a
0: swim-swam
1: blog? He, no, I don't think so, unfortunately. Okay. We, that, the real trustworthy <laughs> word will come from swim-swam. Um, but the, uh, he said, uh, Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell is the primary target of Trev Alberts. Sources tell me it is highly expected that Campbell will eventually be the next head coach of Nebraska.
0: Hmm. All right, well, Matt Campbell has been alleged to be on the move for a while now, so... We'll see it is it a step up <laughs> to move from Ames to Lincoln? I, don't
1: know. I think resources. I mean, I think we'll. It is. James Probably. Franklin's agent's going to get on the horn and get another couple of years out of Penn State. Um here As his custom, Dave, as his custom these Agent
2: might uh, might be getting a, yeah. getting his leaky fingers ready.
0: Yeah, right. he wants to make sure ECU is not on the schedule for Nebraska in the next <laughs> you know five to ten years. But other hey, than Mike that, Mike
2: Houston for Nebraska. You yeah. hey, no. know, there's a candidate.
0: Yeah. Man. But anyhow, we're detracting from the real candidate, and that's Mark Stoops. So if we just – <laughs> If I could please you – know, He's going to build the team in his image. He's kind of like a more lovable Bo Pelini, and we've got Nebraska fans out here pining for the Bo Pelini days. So.
2: Is Nebraska an improvement over Kentucky?
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe resources-wise, and your basketball coach won't, like, openly about your situation. Immediately yeah. throw you under the bus. I don't actually think it is. And I think Stoops has done a great job at Kentucky and, like – but i i do think he has maxed out the kentucky football machine a bit and if your goal is to win a national championship i don't know if you can do that in nebraska either so maybe you got to hold out and hope that like you can be ohio state's head coach someday i don't i don't know but i do think you might be realistically closer to winning the big 10 like winning your side of the conference if you're nebraska's head coach than if you're kentucky's head coach yeah
2: i would agree with that fair.
0: And then you just gotta like you know be better than a, a Wisconsin team or an Iowa team on a given year, which you know you would wouldn't think this hey this might be the year to do it, but you know, yeah, Nebraska couldn't figure that out this year either. <laughs> so um, okay, we'll keep it moving. I mean, I, I don't. Do you guys have any thoughts on names, Jordan? You got you got one you want to float out there? Get the report. Uh, bill, well, bill it?
2: so it was interesting because the the name that naturally came to mind just muscle memory. Um, I didn't send it to the group text, but I did see it was trending on Twitter, um, which was probably a regionally trending thing, but, uh, Justin Fuente is is currently recharging his battery. Um, I think Virginia tech fans would love for him to take work anywhere else and alleviate some of the, uh, financial
0: responsibility
2: of that buyout.
0: Could you imagine Um, a less inspiring hire? Like, Hey, Listen, we know it was bad guys. but
2: Listen to what gonna we snagged. In, we're going to bring well, in one the of the other most names that came to mind is a coach who's not coaching right now, and that would be Bronco Mendenhall.
0: Ooh, that's intriguing.
2: Haven't seen his name connected to it. It feels like he wants to get back in uh, at some point, but I don't know if Nebraska is the entry point uh, for him. That's, That's a big that job. Feels
1: like a, that feels like a good brand match, but a tough gig to walk into.
2: Yeah. Well, and I don't He might, he might want like, something
1: where the pieces are set a little more cleanly.
2: Yeah. Well, and if either pieces are better coming in or if expectations are more reasonable right. from right. your supporting base.
0: Maybe Bronco Mendenhall to Iowa State, Matt Campbell to Nebraska. To replace
2: Matt Campbell. I could see that.
0: There we go. All right. Now we're doing it. This is where we really hit our stride as a podcast. Yeah, Week we are two, the kingmakers of college coaching, football. <laughs> coaching prognostication. Um, all right. Let's start Speaking a, a
1: headhunting firm, but where the only consideration is how fascinating it is for the three of us. This is like yeah. a brand match. We'll charge you twenty percent football. of what the other guys charge you, and ours will be more fun. We do not guarantee success.
2: Yeah, but I guarantee it's going to involve Rhett Lashley.
0: Yes, <laughs> Red Lashley will be involved. It's it's like a Kevin Bacon situation. That's a real rock guarantee.
1: Central <laughs> <laughs> Association. <of laughs> Rhett Lashley. Oh,
0: uh, that's too good. All right, um, Waz- Wazoo took down Wisconsin. I, I, this one totally slipped past my radar. Wisconsin goes down to Washington State um, in their first year in the post uh, Old Mister Coach Guy Nick Rolovich era. Um,
2: I think this was a home game for Wisconsin as well. Oof.
0: Oof. Not great. Oof. Not great. Jim Leonard's going to need to sell high on the his defensive coordinator situation and uh, pick up an SEC coordinator job. Maybe Jim Leonard, Kentucky head coach. There we go. So that's, there we go. Good brand match. Um, Iowa. You know, we'll talk about that. But Iowa lost <laughs> in case you guys were, were, uh, were, were checking in. I think okay. that's all I got on.
1: That game existed, from what I could tell.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's all I got on the Big Ten West. But it was a rough weekend uh, in in the nation's heartland <laughs> for <laughs> for them. Um, here's another game we had it on the list. I kind of just threw it on there because I was like, "Oh, this could be fun, maybe." App at, at Texas A and M turned out to be exactly zero fun. It was like seventeen fourteen, I think was the final score or something. It was a low scoring, kind of gross, um, grinded out game. Um, App seemed totally willing to play that game, which was awesome. Shout out to them; they look tough on the lines. I would not want to play App State, uh, just given their general zest and uh, prickliness. They have a plenty of prickliness as a, as a program. Program. Jason, but, um, uh, real
2: quick, the Dukes do have a bye week before App State. Is that the Duke, accurate? The Dukes
1: start off this week as App State hosts College Game Day, and then oh. the Dukes the Dukes will head to the Mountain the week
0: after. Okay, oh. that's cool.
1: Yeah,
0: you going? You get to go
1: to the game? Yeah, I probably could if I wanted to. I have not. I have not explored that aspect of my calendar at this point. Yeah. Okay, that's a good answer. Good communications uh, answer. I mean, I can. I, have, I think I've <clears> seen <throat> two or three football games at App State at this point in my I'm life. I'm going to so. start
0: declining things by saying I have not explored that avenue of my of my calendar at this point.
1: Uh.
0: App prickly things of that nature. Uh I mean, I mean they just of let's hear it.
1: They weirdly just like sat on Texas AM, which I think is
0: awesome. Um I love to see Texas AM lose games yeah. in this in, in this manner because and they, they just, are they wasting
1: got, like submitted.
0: They are wasting preposterous amounts of talent on offense. It is crazy. Their receivers, running backs, even the quarterback, like five-star kids playing quarterback, Haynes King doesn't appear to be the dude. Um, maybe there's a reason Calzada was nipping at his ankles last year and Calzada can't even be the first, the second string quarterback at Auburn this year. Weird, weird all the way, all around the, the Jimbo offensive approach has always kind of confounded me. I've always thought it was a little odd that it only ever was successful, like to an extreme degree with James Winston, um, who, you know, was the number one pick in the draft. Pretty good, pretty good at football as it turns out. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's interesting. Do you, it does Jimbo need to relinquish the play calling duties? Are, are we calling
1: for his head? So I didn't I didn't see enough of are we calling for his head? <laughs> um I didn't see enough of this game to get the big picture. I know like so Texan only ran I believe 38 offensive plays in the game. I, I did see some
2: concerns on Twitter about time of crazy. possession imbalance and number of plays um, ran
1: by Texas 38 A&M,
0: plays in a game.
1: Yeah. Texas, they had 20 passes and 18 rush attempts. Um, That's less than 10 a quarter. Texas A. Before the final drive, Texas A&M ran two plays on the App State side of the ball, of of midfield. Yeah. Um, they, it was just like they just App State just sat on them until they were dead. At one point, I think they went from Texas A&M like ran a play with like eight minutes left in the third, and then their next offensive play was with like nine minutes left in the fourth. <laughs> or so it something. It might have been even b- a bigger gap. than that, but They like the the offense went something like forty two minutes of real time without touching the field because it was like a like an eleven play App State drive, and then Texas A M ran the kickoff back for a touchdown, and then App State had another like thirteen or fourteen play drive. And yeah, so Texas right. A M just came out, and they they came out. I was watching that drive, and they came out and like um, had a crabby running play, and then like a false start, and then another weird penalty, and then it was like third and twenty five, and App State. It was, it like was middle a pretty screen questionable, for
0: seven yards. Yeah.
1: Pretty questionable roughing the passer call. Uh, like kind of kind of bumped him as he was it was it was kind of trash, but that, that kick started the drive and got him across midfield. But uh, yeah, so I didn't I didn't see a bunch of Texas AM's offense because I only saw like the, the later stages of this game and they weren't on the field very much. But,
0: evidently there was not a bunch of Texas AM offense in this no, game period. Like, but like
1: yeah. it, not much existed. So like 186 yards for the game. So they averaged 4.9 yards of play, which like in and of itself is fine. But if you only have how many yards of rush, it,
0: how many yards of rush did they average against app state?
1: Like 4.9. Three? So same. Oh, okay. So I, I think it was, it was literally just app state just kept the ball away from them. And I mean, they like app state, I don't think they punted very much.
0: This is a week after App State scored 40 points in one quarter and should have beat North Carolina in an absolute track meet of a game. So, like, shout out to them for being flexible and, and going through it. Um, but the game you're describing, Jason, is is the Will Muschamp wet dream. Like there is yeah. no other game that That's has true. ever been just like time of possession.
2: Oh, there's a Nebraska head coach candidate.
0: Oh, Ooh. oh gosh. <laughs> or Kentucky, even better. If he could, <laughs> he could be Kentucky's head coach. Return to his roots in the SEC East. Oh, yep. I would love it. That would be good. That would be so weird if he had worked at Florida, Georgia, and Kentucky. Oh like he's Georgia's defensive coordinator this year, which is. I mean, good for them. I guess Kirby's the defensive coordinator, but you yeah. get, like, help from Wilma Muschamp, who kind of knows what's going on.
1: That's probably the appropriate amount to get from Will Muschamp. so...
0: Oh, but I would love to see him in the Royal Blue. At I mean, Kroger Field, K. Roger yeah, no Field. Doubt. Oh, yeah. sign me up.
1: Okay. So, anyways, App State, we'd love to see it. During yeah, I mean, I, I don't
0: want to make this all about Texas A&M shortcomings, but... It's just, I'm, I'm very confounded by the Texas A&M experience with all the talent. Like it's surprising how they play. You know, we, we talk about margins. Like they, they seem to decrease their margin on purpose by like playing almost like negative offense.
1: Are we sure they have the dudes? Well, They
2: recruit pretty well.
1: They've recruited like top
0: seven the last like, Three or four cycles, they should have yeah. the dudes. That that's
1: fair, I guess. But I, I mean, I guess it's like,
0: I mean, Al, I mean, Alabama recruits top three, and they always have the dudes. Like, I mean, in as much as you believe recruiting rankings over, year right. over year, they have the dudes. Now, yeah. the
1: development is clearly I, was initi- say, I think the development is the bigger yeah. question for me. Um, and I, I also think when you
2: don't get quarterback right for so long, like yeah. it Let's exacerbates. You're the behind three or four guys Really, as good as their high school. Yeah, composite rankings were.
1: If I if I'm being honest, I didn't really understand the Texas top ten Texas A and M from the start because they were eight and four last year and they're eight and four every year. Yeah, they're always like it's. I've never. I'm. I think I'm just curious. Like it's because they beat Alabama and they had a good recruiting class. I mean, like, and
0: that that's fine. But you're right. They didn't bring back their quarterback. They were going to be breaking in a new quarterback in a Jimbo system that we all know is like fairly complex and a little bit in my mind too jargony and and. NFL style, um, I mean, I think that if they just, like, ran straight, pure, uncut air raid, they would have way more success. Yeah, Their defense I, is I fine. That. Their defense is clearly very good, right? Like, that's yeah. that's the thing. So, I, I don't know. You'd be wasting that. but
1: this. Well. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has anything else, but this also has, uh, to my knowledge, the first field goal attempt I've ever seen. Get hit like my 56 degree wedge from 30. Oh,
0: yards yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like
1: the fat he just straight laid the sod <laughs> over like a 50 yarder. And I, I feel bad for it. like that was not a probably not a fun spot to be in, like a, like no, a classic
2: overswinging mistake. But,
1: but yeah, like it, yes. it like, and, and definitely does not benefit him that we have super slow mo from right behind as you see the turf pop up behind the ball. So it's tough um, to
2: make a mistake in a public scenario in 2022. Yeah. with all the high-tech gadgets yeah. we've got. Tough,
0: tough scene. This is true. Tough scene. Yeah, yeah. I think I said, I proclaimed in the room, it looks like my friend Sean hitting seven iron. So it's like, oh, you know, you know, Sean didn't ask to take that straight, but, you know, he's... Put, he, put the side on
1: top of it. He, he it got happens. it. <laughs> Oops Among Us okay. hasn't done the same. All
0: right, so Texas A&M goes down. They'll probably tumble down the rankings a little bit here. At, yeah, they'll probably gotta,
1: fall all the way to, like, eight or nine, and, you know... Yeah, probably. That's me being... That's me being... I think they're, like, 16 this week, and they I already know. came out.
0: Jason thinks app should be like number four. App number three. It, Marshall number it, four. After they gave it ninety points in North Carolina last Georgia week. Georgia
1: Southern number nine. I'm reasonable.
0: <laughs> Georgia Southern. Uh, okay. Boston College was at Virginia Tech uh, this weekend. I didn't watch any of this. Pretty gross, but Virginia Tech took care of business. So way to get way to get back off the schneid. There. I watched. Uh,
1: I watched the fourth third, from like the third quarter on of this. In a bar. Why? Oh, okay. It was on. Uh, I I shouldn't say I watched. I saw it. (laughs) It existed. I I observed, um, (laughs) and like all of the Virginia Tech people I follow were all like, you know, uh, I mean, it's been so long since we saw a classic Virginia Tech defense perform like that, and like that was really refreshing Hmm. to see which is how you know it was a terrible football game to watch. Yeah. Nothing wow. like
2: Phil Jerkovic coming to town to cure yeah. what ails y'all right. defense. A Jeff it Halfley
1: just, coached offensive approach. Like, it was it was awful, and yeah. it was just terrible to watch. And, like, yeah, they got the win, and it was sold out. It looked like a fun scene in Blacksburg. Good for them. Sure. Yeah. But Listen, I, someone's got to like that, gonna, right? Huh?
0: It's kind of like the thing, like, you know, bad music. You know, people who have bad taste have to like music, too. That's why bad music exists. So it's the same thing for, for football. Like, you know. Right. People who have bad taste time. in like football have to, you know, root for teams too. I guess
1: in a dominant performance, their leading passer had 140 yards, and their leading rusher. had Well, some,
0: let's not get too ahead far ahead of ourselves. Some of us, some of us, had a rough weekend in that department as well. Well, regardless, um,
1: I, I still, I don't, yeah, I don't see six wins for Virginia Tech. Not no. certainly not the one that played on Saturday night.
0: No, they need to uh, kind of probably settle into a couple decent recruiting um classes and you know maybe try to retake the tide water or something that like that they like to say um
1: i tell you what they got uh, they got wofford coming to town on saturday for an 11 a.m kick
0: Ooh. Ooh,
1: i don't know lunchtime i think wofford has fallen eggs, and eggs quite drastically from their days of being a perennial playoff team in the what's
0: Wafford's uh what's wofford's mascot the terriers the terriers yeah, yeah. Mm, fighting terriers they were
1: they were a filthy triple <clears throat> option team back in like the the mid-2000s but i, I think they're pretty bad yeah. now but 11 oh, a.m on acc network enjoy that Blacksburg will be jumping i'm sure stock
2: up on bow rounds
1: yeah <laughs> bow rounds. <laughs> you want a bow sides uh oh, man didn't <laughs> they get sorry. uh hold on do I, do I get to segue this perfectly are they on here I'm going to skip a game, but they okay. take on West Virginia in two weeks.
0: Oh, that should be a real pillow fight.
1: And West Virginia had themselves a Saturday.
0: Yep, West Virginia did have themselves a Saturday in a conference matchup against the Jayhawks. Rock Chalk gave up a million points to Kansas. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's a little bit of a a pit game letdown scenario or what happened there. But uh, West Virginia defense didn't didn't make the trip or or if it was at home. Didn't show up to the home game, but uh Kansas takes on West Virginia.
1: Oh, okay. I had to think about this one, so I was scrolling through the box score, and Kansas beat West Virginia fifty-five to forty-two in one overtime.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. They had a pick six. Because they did the pick six the, to seal it, and, I was and, he, like, and I, he ran it all the way back. Stunned. I was like,
1: that seems like a typo, but nope. One by thirteen in one was, overtime. If that was a bad
2: beat situation for anybody,
1: Um, this says. Oh no, because West Virginia was favored. Yeah. Um yeah, West Virginia was favored by fourteen.
2: So Well, if mm-hmm. you were live betting some alternate spreads that's and fair
1: totals. That's fair. I can't Jason. account for those.
0: Love to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't know what to make of this. I think Kansas seems like they I mean they beat Texas last year. They're generally improved, I think, as a program a program. So Pro. good for uh good for Kansas. But uh but yeah, West Virginia. S- some questions. I thought they looked Spunky against Pitt. And I think Pitt's pretty good, even though we'll talk about their game. Um, you know, they didn't completely get it done at the end of their game this weekend. But um, they, they seem to put, have a lot more fight against Pitt uh, than they put up defensively against Kansas. T- concerning.
1: Um, yeah. What is, so Kansas
0: had two wins already this year?
1: Kansas is 2-0 and oh and averaging the most points in the country.
2: Oh, Delicious.
1: Do we see six wins for Kansas? i, I that might be getting out over our skis a little bit. Hold on. I mean their yeah.
2: team their team total future number that I saw was two and a half. So so they need one more. So they need, they one, need more. one more.
0: Do they get to play Nebraska?
1: I think they might they do not. So they get they I know go. that's to not a conference
0: game anymore, but I was just wondering if they had a traditional Nebraska rivalry or something.
1: Well, they the go corn, to Houston. the corn states. They host Duke, they host Iowa State, TCU. Then they go oof, there's a stretch. At Oklahoma, at Baylor, home Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, home Texas. Oh, okay, then, yeah. I mean, it will be close Texas at Kansas State. So, like, <laughs> they either steal one in the next like four weeks, or they pray they can get Kansas State and Manhattan. Yeah, Duke
0: might be Duke might be feeling themselves a little bit after a big win, and 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 get caught with their pants down.
2: Sure. <laughs> I think uh, Kansas should beat Duke.
1: I I think Kansas should be favorite against Duke. Is it home? Is it a week three Is, game? Yeah, it's, it, it's in Kansas. So,
0: I mean, Duke just ran it up on Northwestern. A strong yeah, Northwestern I, team. I a know. strong cop-led Northwestern team.
1: Uh, when does how many wins does Kansas have to get for Lance Leopold to get talked about for other jobs? Oh, God, I feel like he's already. Guy. I feel like
0: he's already being talked about. Like, I, mean, very, I feel like possible. people are like this. This guy won two games at Kansas. He's a. He's a some sort of a. He's four savant. and
1: ten. Four and ten he, lifetime at Kansas. He can get through to young men. He also. I didn't know this. He won one hundred of his first one hundred and six games as a head coach. Oh. <laughs> Which is a hell of a start. It helps when you go to when you start at Wisconsin Whitewater, but still.
0: Well, sure, but you know, legendary powers. Okay. We'll go back to the game that was skipped. Texas Tech takes down Houston in another overtime game. Houston, a lot of hype this year, has so far played two overtime games and uh, skated through uh, on one. Texas Tech showing some surprising signs of life. Can I get an update on who Texas Tech's coach is again? Oh, he's that guy from Baylor. They hired like a personnel guy from Baylor, I think. And and that's he's He's like a Texas
2: Utah State guy. He's no, Uh, no, no no no.
0: Yeah, he's like a Texas high school liaison. He was like Baylor's yeah. Texas high school liaison yeah. or something. Recruiting which,
2: director or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So there you go. We'll keep an eye on uh, on Texas Tech. They look. I, the highlights looked fun. I mean, I didn't again. I didn't get to see any of this, unfortunately. There's there's too much happening.
1: The only thing I saw about this game was Texas Tech's uh, final tweet, which oh, was I did see that a, a crumpled up Red Bull can and it said "Welcome to the league," which respect.
0: Beautiful. Love to see that. Love, love petty, petty snark and, uh, and getting after it. Georgia Southern on, also on had a great socials
1: run. after beating yep. Nebraska. They had um the, the Georgia state or sorry, Georgia Southern. You're screwing me up, Logan. Um, I am. Yeah. That's your fault. I pretty bet. clearly um, from 13 minutes ago. Um, but they had the, the Georgia Southern mascot and a, a completely devoured ear of corn and it said, oh, oh shucks. It was good. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. The triple Mm. entendre indeed. (laughs) Yes, quite. (laughs) Love
0: that. All right. And finally, Jason, how do the Dukes do? Oh,
1: they did. uh, It is. I did not see any of this game live. Um, I was uh, punching the vacation clock, but the Dukes had Norfolk state uh, an FCS team and not a particularly great one. Uh, he says thing.
0: FCS with such disdain now. I love it. Love it. No, this I have nothing
1: but respect it's for FCS. Jason. Sunbelt Jason's member. gonna
0: come and come to the pod next week with an evil goatee. He's this, gonna like have the goatee this, that this guys have and they're like doing a heel turn. Mark for it. Rafael Palmero. <laughs> <laughs> I did not.
2: <laughs> I'm not here to talk about. What like was that.
0: the What was the final score? Did the, the Duke's final cover? score was,
1: was 63 to seven. Um, so they
0: covered. Yeah, I think it was Duke's like 51 or something was the line, wasn't yeah, it? it? It was, was huge. Like that. But wow. Um,
1: yeah, so Duke's Duke's took care of business. I think they, um, they they had some things to work on. I think the the pass defense was occasionally uh, worrisome, but uh, that's just, amongst that, us. That's hearsay, um, but two weeks to get that taken care of before heading up to I guess down to Boone and then up the mountain and Boone. Um,
0: right. Well, that's you know. gonna be a fun one, Jamie. I mean, Jamie's looked strong so far this year. Not sure what to take from their two wins. I mean, one of their one of their teams wasn't great, but um,
1: but then so ab- I mean, they, certainly
0: looks feisty. But this is a, a legacy rivalry, so right.
1: you know, welcome to the league, Jamie. Uh, Jamie shellacked Middle Tennessee State in Week One, right? And we kind of didn't know how they're good they were, and then they, I believe put the pause on colorado state this week and colorado state's not great but
0: mm, team in transition there colorado me, state means middle
1: tennessee state is not in the cellar it is slightly above the cellar so
0: right encouraging
1: mm. returns love it we will we will find out for real what the dukes are made of 13 days from right now when we were did this. uh
2: did the dukes make it out a week two healthy
1: uh to my knowledge yes that's good because you Important. always get
2: those like weird blowout games where that's like uh, someone
1: picks picks up a stinger or something and, yeah, but yeah, but they do have a buy or
2: two,
0: right? Guys in.
1: Yeah, we the Duke the Dukes are idle this week on early buy. Interesting. Yeah, so it I think that stems from only playing eleven games.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. So they have two buys. Yeah. Nice. Love that. Maybe uh maybe
2: Virginia Tech will pay them if they need to make up a okay. game to keep the ball streak. If they're alive. sitting at
1: five and seven late in the year. <laughs> oh man, that
0: would be delightful. I'd love that. I love that for all involved. So for all everybody. right, um, let's go to picks, Jordan. How how did the boys do this week? I don't. I don't think it went well for me personally. But you know, that's <laughs> Logan. That's, you are nothing if not consistent. That's right. Um, Two and eight on the year.
2: Up, you backed up a one and four week with another one in four performance.
0: Love to pick against uh, the spread in games yeah. where there are no value. <laughs> when there is the yep. value. The sharpest of games. Um,
2: <laughs> Jason went two and three, I went three and two. So the season long standings stay the same, uh, with a little more separation between Logan and the <laughs> back the Peloton. the Peloton.
0: The Peloton yeah. is fully away from Logan again <laughs> early this year. It took me only two weeks this year to get well behind. <laughs> to to, to completely blow a tire. <sighs> last year, when I was firing live bullets on my own too, I was really, I really had some things going on the hard drive. Sports app.
1: Yeah.
0: Come on, Desantis. Let's go, buddy. I
1: always, I forgot, I forgot how much we struggled last year. It was not oh, a good last thing. year was
0: not not a banner year for the boys. No, particularly this boy. <laughs>
1: <The> <laughs> well, thing, the your your career to, record could use some more some help. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but I had one really, really good year, too. People yeah. are forgetting. That's true. I had like Which I don't know if
2: that's, like, encouraging that <laughs> it it's, like, it's in there somewhere or, no, the outlier is making <laughs> this ugly steaming pile of losses look somewhat <laughs> less bad.
0: I think the solution, I got to watch more games. I got to really, I got to get in the film
1: room. What choice do you have? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Um, first game we had, Alabama-Texas. Turned into a fun one. This mm. was our biggest line of the day. Um, we were all incorrect in taking the tide to cover.
1: But the I, consensus, I believe, is now, the consensus is one and two this year?
2: Yeah, well, again, a lot of ball left to be played. A lot of consensus is okay. left to be put up on the board.
1: Consenses? consensus? Con, consensei. Consense. Ooh, yeah,
0: consensei. That means with sensei in Spanish, nice. I was wondering.
2: Also true. This is a multilingual mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but yeah, I what, I was honestly watching more of the Wake Forest game because I had some live action on it um, <laughs> than, than the Texas-Alabama game. So I'll, I'll step out and let you guys uh, break this one down for
1: us.
0: Cool. So will, it looks like Jason was in Washington, D.C. Um, sightseeing during yeah, this. Oh, also, yeah, respecting I, the truth. I did troops. not see a single
1: bound of this yeah. game.
0: That's right. He was paying his respects, um, also 9 11 today tribute, sure. you know, one love. All right, uh, yeah, this one was a weird one. I mean, it, it just it had kind of some strange vibes from the beginning. Um, Alabama looked disjointed on offense. Uh, again, don't know if that's a product of the defense they were facing, the atmosphere, and at, in at 11 a.m. in Darrell K. Royal Stadium, or um, just they have been a little out of sorts, and Bill O'Brien's the play caller. Um, you know, the, all of these things kind of com- conspire against Alabama from time to time, and they just have to rely purely on just the, the talent on their roster, uh, which typically goes pretty well for them. But, um, yeah, I, I would say sort of a, a sluggish performance on offense by Alabama. Their defense looked fine. Um, uh, Texas kind of got some things going on offense. I was impressed with Ewers. He did not seem to shy away from the moment he was – I don't know why I thought he was Tate Martell's size, but I did for some reason. Maybe it's just the weird pictures you see of Quinn Ewers and and just like you assume he's a Tate Martell type because he has sort of followed his career path a bit. Um, But he he looked good. He looked every bit the quarterback prospect that you kind of expected to see in that situation. Um, And they were moving the ball well. Uh, He got just absolutely pile driven by an Alabama defender and fell on his shoulder. Um, kind of a dubious uh, roughing the passer call. There was a lot of weird roughing the passer situations this whole weekend. I noticed, I don't know if maybe that was a, a point of emphasis uh, for the for the officials this week or something like that. Um, that's another rule that needs to maybe be revisited. It's it's detracting from the game. Um, but regardless, Brother Man got driven into the ground right on his shoulder. They're calling it a clavicle sprain. Not sure how you sprain a bone, but... Uh, that's what they're calling it. I think it's a it might be AC joint sprain now. They might have may have changed it or something like that. He's out 4 to 6 weeks, I saw. Um, which sucks cuz they looked like they were moving it pretty well in Alabama when he went in out. Uh, the backup Hudson card came in and it it was fine, but it wasn't quite as quite as crisp as when uh, our, our guy Quinn was in there throwing it, but uh yeah, I mean Texas this was kind of back and forth. Texas I mean, I think their defense was more impressive than their offense, clearly, in this game. Um, but they just didn't really capitalize. Like, you have to score touchdowns against Alabama. Brian Harson learned this last year and let Alabama hang around and then go into overtime and then lost the game. You just, like, you cannot let Alabama, you have to kill them, right? They're, it's like, you got to kill them. You got to kill gotta them kill multiple them. times. They're like vampire. Like, it's got to go in the heart, right? So, yeah.
2: The, well, in the zombie, what is it, zombie land? You had to. Double tap Yeah.
0: Got to get the double tap also just to make sure they're dead. But yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, you could kind of see how this was going to go. Alabama was like kind of farting around, not really doing anything. Their offense, they went three and out a bunch of times in this game. It was really weird. Uh, But eventually they got together. I mean, they scored. What was the final score of this game? 17-16? Twenty one twenty. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Okay. So they Alabama scored a touchdown on like an eighty one yard touchdown run in like the first quarter. And it was like, yep. Oh, here it comes. Like, you know, floodgates are opening and, and then it was nothing for a long time. And a series of, of field goals and maybe a touchdown, yada yada things happened. And uh eventually Alabama's got the ball, uh, makes a long field goal and uh and and gets to to win the game there. So I mean it was kind of a little anticlimactic in that alabama one at the end but uh i mean a strong performance by texas i think texas should feel good about the fight that they showed in this game i don't know that i would feel great about um hudson card offensive experience moving forward but he was named the starter briefly a few weeks ago if you recall and then and then that was recanted um yeah. so shout out to him for even showing up for work you know like <laughs> and, still clocking and, and, and in and being That's ready good. to go cuz he's going to need to play um, but yeah, I feel a little bit better about the Sark, uh, game planning aspect of things, seeing, um, what they brought against Alabama. Yeah.
2: So I did see the, um, kind of most of the Alabama drive where they set up the winning field goal on my way out the door, um, really seemed to boil down to one play, like first or second down, right around midfield Texas sent a pretty aggressive blitz and Bryce Young was able to slither out of it and then scramble for like 35 yards um but if they had him dead to rights in the background in the backfield and I think if they make that sack uh yeah they they have a really 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 good chance of winning that game so yeah
0: there's a really bad hold that was missed on that play I don't know if- the, of course, the Zapruder film uh, reviewer, Texas fans like bring out the super slow mo. But when Bryce Young like ducked under the, the, the tackles there and like jogged out to the right, like the, the tackle yanked the defensive end real bad. It was like trying to kind of get the angle. So, whatever. I mean, Alabama seemed to benefit from some calls. There was a pretty dubious roughing the passer, targeting. Uh, Bryce Young was in the end zone. Gets hit, goes down, is laying on top of a defender, and just flings the ball, and it hits a Texas a, a Texas player, um, and it gets batted down. So it looked kind of like intentional grounding, but then they called passing inter- no, they called uh, roughing the passer and targeting. And then the the ump or the ref gets on the um, the mic and says, "I'm sorry, I was I was given the wrong information about the call. It, it, there is no targeting on the play." Or there is no, uh, there was no penalty on the play. The play just like it was one of those like there's no targeting, there's no roughing the passer, and just like they didn't psych. say any, they didn't say anything about the safe about the uh, um, intentional grounding, which happened in the end zone, so it would have been a safety. Oh wow. So it, it was it was weird, but I don't think it can be intentional grounding if the pass is deflected by a defender. I think that might be a rule. So that's what happened. So even though it very clearly was him just flinging it like somewhere uh because he was laying on his back in the end zone. by deflection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So pretty pretty interesting um all around. But hey, you know, Alabama calls go their way. Who would have mm-hmm. thought? I'll interesting interesting game. I am curious to see what version of Texas we get like in the next couple weeks. Are they going to be emboldened by this? Are they going to be Uh downtrodden. Are they gonna be feeling themselves a little too much? Do they play upstate? You know, these are all questions that I have for for Texas. So um we'll see how it goes.
2: And congrats to Jason. Uh the Longhorns are looking looking back. So you're rooting, you know, Saturdays just got a little more
1: exciting lifelong Texas fan that I am. Yep.
2: Hook 'em bro. Um also Sark's sunglasses. Do we want to touch on those? Oh, they were bad. I did see a glimpse they looked a little yeah. matrixy
0: good call good call they were like some very generic like dad sunglasses but they they weren't just black uh the 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 wire like the frame appeared to be orange like they, they were frameless lenses yeah. but there was a, a, a you know a metallic connector and and side pieces and they were texas orange and they just looked like he, you could, you thought he, he was really feeling himself, you know, like he really thought he had something going with those shades. Yeah, and they he looked, he did, and this he did is not, not
2: to disparage anybody who buys their sunglasses at Walmart, but like they looked like mm-hmm. the Walmart, like team branded sunglasses.
0: Yes. Yes, they did. They probably were so, Nike sunglasses, but yeah, it's, it's not just exactly not,
2: the swoosh's best work.
0: No. No, to
2: talk to our guys up there.
0: No, Beaverton. just wear the black. You know they would have been fine. Just wear the black ones. I also coach who coaches in sunglasses. Sometimes not my favorite look, unless you're Cliff Kingsbury, and you look really cool. But yeah, so did um, Kevin someone looked cool too. He did it's a Texas a thing. <laughs> if you're on Texas A M, you can uh, you can wear sunglasses on the sideline. Evidently, does Jimbo right, right, coach
2: in sunglasses?
0: No, he he coaches in like old man readers Reader, like Will, Will of Muschamp. Like
2: readers of, yeah.
0: Yeah, he he does the on the end of the nose.
2: Still some ocular stuff going on. <laughs> All right, game number 2 was uh another Pitt Panther affair. We had the Volunteers of Tennessee going up to Hines Field. Uh looks like this one went into overtime and the mm-hmm. balls prevailed. I did see the failed fourth down pass for Pitt. That was the final play of the game. Looked like he had a guy and uh, just missed him. So,
1: I don't think I don't think the guy would have scored if I remember right. There were like I think there were two high defenders. Like
2: we just needed first down, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, um, I think it was fourth and goal. I think it was fourth and goal. I think they had okay. been moved back yeah. with penalties.
0: Uh, yeah, the guy was like diving for the pass. Like, if he if he had hit him in stride, it, it, he would have had a chance. But it, yeah. was, it would have been a hell of a, a throw and catch and, and run altogether. But, um, yeah, this one was – this was a, kind of a brutal affair at first. Like this was – the pads were popping in this game early. The quarterbacks were just getting mauled. And Keaton Slovis got knocked out of this game. Hooker was under absolute siege and he got sacked a bunch of times himself. And I watched a, a good part of like the first half of this – Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of like, it was fun and it was jumping in Pittsburgh, but it was, uh, yeah, I I don't, I didn't see what the prognosis on Slovis is, but he definitely got knocked out of this game and they soldiered on with uh, their other, their other quarterback there. So, um, I don't really, I mean, shout out to Pitt for kind of bottling up Tennessee for portions of this game, but, you know, take it to overtime, take your chances. This is how it goes. Tennessee looks good. I don't know that Tennessee is as improved as maybe we were led to believe, or some of us. Like I, I am kind of a believer in Tennessee. I think, I think they're good. They they have like some scary team qualities to me. I'm not totally sold on their defense at this point, and um, it would appear that their offensive line can get pushed around a little bit, but they just run so many plays that I think that's like if they can get first downs. They're the they,
2: anti-Texas A&M. Yeah, if they can,
0: if they can uh, get first downs, they can get you tired, and that's probably the key to their success. But, um, yeah, I mean, this, the intensity was good in this game, and Pitt was wearing the good uniforms again. Love that yeah. they're doing that.
2: They do get that right. So good for them. Right. Uh, we now move on to the aforementioned – El Asico. we had the Cyclones at the Hawkeyes. Uh, turns out the Hawkeyes did not make the anticipated improvement from week one to week two. Didn't watch a lick of this game. Honestly forgot we picked it, forgot it was taking place, saw the score come across the ticker <laughs> and remembered, hey, I took the Cyclones in this one to be a contrarian and it, yes. and it paid off. It was the difference maker in week 2 for me.
0: Right. Future Kentucky head coach Matt Campbell um took his took his team to victory. It was that the first time in six or seven tries for Iowa State, I believe. Uh, there's the, the questions are getting a little bit more direct uh after the game in the pressers to the Iowa coaching staff about the quarterback situation and the offensive coordinator situation. I'm curious to see how this goes moving forward or if, uh, if, if Kirk Ference just doesn't let certain people ask questions anymore, just refuses to answer any questions, which seems like the, the move for him. Um, all right. Theoretical here. Let's
2: say Kirk just gets tired of it all walks off stage left this season, Iowa and Nebraska are both open, which is the more appealing job.
0: Hmm. It might be Iowa right now. I mean, Nebraska has probably, I don't know. I don't know that I would say Nebraska has the bigger upside. It seems like Nebraska has the bigger expectations, but I feel like was more ready-made for success just because their defense is so good. And if you can get, like, a pulse on offense, you could get pretty close, I think. Sounds like it's Josh Heupel time. No, Brett Bielema. (laughs) Well. I think he he went to Iowa. I think that's always like that. I think he's in Iowa. I think he was an offensive lineman in Iowa. That's always. Well, we'll
2: we'll file that away just for when Iowa. Right. Beats Ohio State, but Kirk Ferentz is still shown the door because of nepotism.
0: But that just opens up Mark Mark Stoops, Illinois head coach. He can return to the mid The Midwest, where he really thrives, the Midwestern conglomerate of, <laughs> of states that touch each other. This has been a thrilling breakdown of this game, but it was I, I watched Jordan, I'm with you. I didn't did not even register this year. I don't know why It was not did not once come across my screen until I heard Spencer Hall ranting about it later in the in the evening.
2: Well, we can blame the Sun Belt for this one. They were taking a lot of our that's true our attention. That's true. for good reason. Ah, uh, Kentucky of Florida. Tough night for the Gators.
0: Super there's, tough night for the Gators. no, uh,
2: no kind way to put
0: it. No, no, they, they. I, I guess I will, I will start, I will start by saying, if you had told me Florida was going to be one and one after their first two games, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I was a little interested in how the Florida, how I, I even, I think I said this before the Utah game. If Florida squeezes out Utah expectations are going to go up really fast and it's going to be this. I think this team, this is what kind of what this team is. Uh, I personally think Florida lacks a lot of playmakers on offense outside of the quarterback position. Um, they don't really have a, they like to throw a lot of bubble screens to the receivers. Do you see any of those receivers actually like seeming like they can get North and South very well? I don't, um, I don't, they, they, they like, they like to run the ball, um, they would like to run the ball, I think, more. Uh, Anthony Richardson had a bad game. And I think yeah. the, the, the main takeaway for Florida from the Florida fan perspective is Anthony Richardson could take Florida as far as Anthony Richardson could take Florida this year. But he ha- has to play awesome for them to be good. And yeah. if he plays bad, they're not good at all and on offense. I, the defense actually played great. It was fine. Yeah. Will Levis, I wasn't particularly impressed with, you know, NFL quarterback Will Levis. Um, Mayonnaise in his coffee drinking. I mean, what did Kentucky scored 16 points in this game? They had a pick six and they had another interception returned to the Florida five yard line that they punched in. So you gave them 14 points. So Kentucky's offense managed 12 points against Florida's defense. Whole game. Um, I think Florida's defense made some really good adjustments and improvements on some of the stuff that plagued them last week against Utah. It looked early like they were going to give up too many yards to the tight ends on Kentucky. And then I don't think another Kentucky tight end caught a pass the rest of the game after I said that. So impressive there. The thing that's particularly troubling to me was that there didn't seem to be any offensive um, adjustments made at halftime to improve your quarterback. Who's not having a good night's chances of maybe getting in rhythm and getting some confidence back. It seems like they just kept doing the same thing over and over. And he was high and pressing all night long. He just didn't have a good night also you know he got rolled up on in the first drive of the game came up a little gimpy and i also want to just say that i think that florida is really (laughs) tenuous at the quarterback position right now because the backup broke his thumb a few weeks ago and is is unavailable so they need richardson to play because they need a body to play there and I, i you know he did not run the ball at all last night. Now, Kentucky did a yeah. good job of spying him a couple times. He tried to take off Kentucky had it bottled up Kentucky's defense played great. They had a perfect game plan. Um, I'm, you know, constantly impressed with like the toughness of Kentucky. That's why this whole podcast episode, I've been trying to get Mark Stoops hired somewhere else. Cause they've been like a real pain in the ass for Florida the past, like a uh, handful of years. I think they've won three of five now. And this was after they didn't win one for 31 straight years. So, I mean, Shout out to Kentucky. They were impressive and, and tough and all that, but Florida did not do anything <laughs> did not do anything at all to win this game. And, and, and therefore they lost it. So
2: Yeah, it looks from my perspective of what I watched, um, it seemed like Florida on offense, they didn't even try to present the ruse that like, oh, we might design a run for Richardson here like the times he ran were not by design it was broken play try and salvage something out of it and because and it seemed like ten, uh, kentucky knew like they're not going to run him because of what happened and so we don't have to account for that and that makes everything else the run game the straight drop back pass game that much more difficult when you don't have to account for a really dangerous runner when Richardson is healthy and you can run the zone read stuff with him. Um, So I think, like, that's... I'm not too worried about, like, him big picture as a quarterback because I don't think he's really been put into spots in his career no this is his third start point. yeah well and he like started against he's...
0: georgia utah and kentucky <laughs> so far yeah. that's three pretty and good really defensive. hasn't
2: been in the position where it's like okay yeah. i gotta go win a game and one of my weapons is taken away from me like sure. i gotta go win a game as a passer uh mm-hmm. still a lot of growth to take place there which For is sure. natural so but yeah. yeah just tough to watch because uh, it seemed like it he wore it pretty tough on the sideline.
0: He did. And he wore it really tough in the press conference after the game. I mean, a lot of, I mean, shout out to the, the, the young man for taking ownership and, and wanting it to be on him. He wants the ball. He wants it to be on him. He knows he didn't play well, but I, I mean, it's, it's just very apparent that like Florida is going to go as he goes. And I, I just, we talked about this a little bit in the preseason, but I have some ambient bubbling concerns about just play calling and game planning on offense um, for Florida, they seemed like they had a really crisp, concise game plan against Utah. They ran it well. They ran the football well, a lot better against Utah with their running backs. Which, you know, you, sure we would like to saw that. We saw some flashes of that last night, but it seemed like when when that wasn't working, they, you know, they weren't able to really hit that heavy play action stuff that really kept Utah off balance. That seems to be like. How Florida generates some um shot plays or or some just space over the middle for easy, you know, throws and catches. And and then I think Florida's a little on on like third and or or you know, fourth and five or third and five, you need five yards. Florida's gonna go play action and they're gonna roll right and they're gonna run flood, and they're gonna have a tight end of the flat, a running back under him, and a receiver over top of him, and that's the play they're gonna run. And, you know, if the guy's wide open, you can hit him in the numbers and make the first down, but like I know that play's coming now. I've seen Florida play one whole game this year. So maybe let's, I I would like to see a little bit more creativity in game planning from the Florida coaching staff. And I'm not saying that Billy Napier needs to give up calling plays, but I wouldn't, I I hope that, you know, he, and he said, after the game, games like this, you got to, you know, take a look in the mirror. 100%. Believe it, Billy. So let's, you know, you know, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about what that actually means. Um, You know, I, I was just, it, it seemed like a choppy game plan and, you know, they didn't run it well on certain drives and so they punted and then they didn't pass it well on the next drive. And so they punted, they didn't really seem to be able to mix things up very effectively to keep a defense that seemed to have your number off balance at all.
2: Yeah. Well, and again, I wonder how much of that is, and not to saying this is a justifiable excuse, but like the game plan probably included sure, yeah, and being able to, to tote the rock, a design five or 10 times. And if that gets pulled out from underneath of you, it is a little concerning that there's no vo- seeming, seemingly viable backup plan for like, right. okay, we, we are going to strategy B to use a, yeah. a formula one, you know, approach. <laughs> we are, And so uh, we'll see. I guess. Yeah. And, they, and a lot of it was execution. Now, moving forward. Yeah. Right.
0: It was it was biz bad execution by Richardson too. Like he had guys open, he was high all night long, stepping in his throws, just like he was airmailing some guys. And then the pick six looks really bad because he threw it right to a corner in the flat that was squatting on it. But that was clearly a miscom with the, yeah. whoever was out there. But the guy who was out there is is your starting running back. Like why are you running? To me, that's the, the play calling kind of question that comes into mind. It's like, why is that a play that you're running where you're relying on your starting tailback to be making a wide receiver level a route adjustment yeah. in one-on-one coverage with a corner when you know Richardson thinks he's gonna like run an out like a little speed out and you know he runs a fly based on like the, the coverage he sees and Richardson throws it right to the corner. Like, I don't know whose fault that is. Obviously, it looks really bad, but like to me, you're asking the wrong question of a running back at that point, Um, you know, and maybe you like the matchup, but (laughs) I, I I don't, I don't really like love that matchup. So anyhow. Yeah. Okay. Enough about enough about all that. I think, I think Kentucky was impressive. um, Just again, from a heart and toughness standpoint, Uh, I got some questions with them on offense, but they're just, I think trying to keep it pieced together until they get their running until Chris Rodriguez is back um, on the team and they uh, have a little bit more, but they don't really, do anything that special on offense from an approach standpoint either. I think they're, they have a new play caller. He's a guy from the Rams or something. They, they seem to be on a exchange program between Kentucky and, and the Rams.
2: Oh, a McVeigh disciple. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think Kentucky's OC from last year is the new Rams play caller.
2: Jason was, uh, was this game also on in the bar in DC?
1: Uh, I saw weird snippets of this game crossing at various times but i did not did not see enough to put anything together
0: so he didn't miss much it was a gross game kentucky also had like a, a snap go over the punter's head situation in which the punter had to kick the ball out of the back of the end zone and then they yeah. were trying to kick a field goal in the first half and there was another bad or extra point there was another bad snap that we got the full um holder rolling out while the defense is bearing down on him and he does the like short stop like falling away throw and flings it up in the air it was. Pretty pretty cool to see. He he got poor, a talking to.
2: Stoops gave him a talking to. He got
0: rocked uh on that. I mean, you know that the holder did not sign up for this level of commitment yeah. to the team and he, he got buried. But anyhow, it was it was a, it was a. if anybody ever wanted to like complain about the quality of a college football game, not not the greatest quality college football game. So yeah, that's all right. But we will hey, see. That's what week two is for. Florida's got Tennessee in two weeks. That'll be fun. At Tennessee. Next week. Uh, they, they have South Florida. So that should be okay. okay.
2: All right. Uh, final pick of the night was Baylor at BYU. I also did not catch any of this. I did notice after we picked, however, about a day or two later, it was announced that BYU would be without their Romney boy, um, which caused else, some right? concern.
0: Yeah, they have another, their other uh, receiver was out as well. Abu Apu. Is his name Apu? I don't know. Do not know. I did recognize the Romney name,
2: however. Gunner. Yeah. Or Cutter or Bronco or Buck or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously,
1: if that, if that would have gone against Jordan and me, that would have been a, that would have been a push. We'd have done a deal. So
2: only fair. But uh, shout out to BYU! The Elevation Boys came through. It apparently took overtime. Uh, looked like a fun field storming took place after the final whistle. Hmm. Um, uh, sh- also, shout out to Jason Kirk. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't recognize this. I like I made a mention when we picked it that you know, ha ha, two churchy schools playing each other. Great. But he he clearly called this game the lock in. Because that's exactly uh, what it does. Mm-hmm. Just like a bunch of churchy youths uh after dark okay. making making frantic choices and and being forced to provide entertainment for themselves. Just drinking so.
0: hella, caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I caught maybe like the first half of this things, it was getting a little sleepy. It was getting a little sleepy time at, at the house uh when this was going on. Ten fifteen tip was uh was late, but yeah, I mean it, it's I I like like watching BYU game be like occurring at sort of a chaotic pace. I don't know why it it just I don't know if it's the cameras or the lights that they have in the stadium and how they tend to play and, and their quarterback and it's the is elevation
2: too. well the elevation because yeah, the air is thinner everything takes, yeah <laughs> the, like the, players the
0: players are, players are cut faster. Through
2: the air faster right yeah.
0: that's why they can afford to have so many white receivers but they um. They also have a receiver named Chase that was wearing a do rag uh, that <laughs> he, I, this. I found a little bit troubling just the look like a from white the, receiver from the named Chase of, uh, Mike Norvell didn't he uh, have, not like, quite no rest? no 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 he didn't have the it didn't have the fringe it was a skull cap okay but I mean okay. it's it's still kind of a, an aggressive look for. Uh, it was it was ish in in um in for a Mormon, but it young was, man it was yes yeah. exactly named Chase. Yeah, yeah. No, I um the Mike Norvell photo will never. <laughs> it's, it's too good. What's
2: what's also funny, and I feel like it's my duty to bring this up every time to show that I am not terribly biased. But like Chris Long got cornrows for the Gator Bowl when he right. was at UVA, and nobody talks about it. I think they scrubbed all that footage from the internet. Um, so shout out to Chris for for escaping that bullet, so to
0: speak. Right. Right. Shout out to all forever and always shout out to Chris.
2: Yeah. One our of the colleague, our podcasting colleague.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean BYU made a really impressive drive like right before halftime that I saw and I, I kind of went to bed thinking like, I think BYU's got this figured out. They looked really it was it was just was good this is a pretty hard-nosed game in general um and i think byu answered with just a great pass the aforementioned chase in the do-rag dropped it in the bucket in the back of the end zone it was an awesome play um but that must have been sort of the extent of the big scoring for the most part in this game 20 was it 22 20 was the final
2: 26 26 20
0: Uh, 26 20 sorry um so yeah shout out to shout out to byu for taking care of business Baylor looks a little limited at the quarterback position. I don't know if that's maybe a trend. Uh, Bohannon not being there is not great for them.
1: So I, I also fell asleep during this game. I woke up and, like, half awake, checked the phone later to find out that, that BYU had covered. Gotcha. So BYU had a chance to win it um, at the end of regulation and missed the 35-yard field goal. Oof. And then, which actually saved me and Jordan because they would not have covered. Yeah. Um, thank you Coogs. And then both teams missed field goals in the first overtime.
0: <laughs> no, they're high quality. It's the elevation. The ball just jumps off the foot, you know, you 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 hit it too hard. And we've then, all been there.
1: So Tohawk. BYU BYU scores to open second overtime and then Baylor runs an 11 play 14-yard drive. Mm. That ends with an incomplete pass from the BYU 11. They got all the way down to the four and then false start, three yard completion, false start on fourth down.
0: (laughs) That's how you like that's the execution you like to see at the end of overtime. Yeah. False start, three yard completion, false start.
1: That's just a remote 11 plays, 14 yards. That is, I love that deeply. That's how
2: App State chewed up the clock.
1: Yeah. They were taking notes.
0: Uh, That is, again, Will Must Champ somewhere. Just so excited to see this. We're extremely torqued to see. It's so torqued. I feel Hey Kirby. Weird. Hey. Hey Kirby. Hey Kirby. Did you come see this? this? Hey Kirby. <laughs> Son, come here. All right. Um, cool. So another one in four week for me. Um cool. Inaugural. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to the to the hot, hot seat watch 2022. Scott Frost, off to go. <laughs> Just a quick Sweet start. Voice, Scott Frost to, to hot seat watch. So he is, I guess, off the hot seat, fired. Um, of the coldest seat. Now, we can add realistic candidates as we uh, as we deem them fit, but uh, we'll we'll keep that going. I think Jeff Collins is still on there. I think Harson is still on there. I think Harson is a little bit of entering a bit of a lame duck situation. I just it doesn't really seem like it's going to go well at Auburn enough for him to probably stay around. Um, the, Auburn is an interesting job to me being open. I don't know.
2: They're going through an athletic director change too.
0: Correct. Right? Yes. Yeah, they'll have a new athletic director. Um that
1: that's, that's a big messy.
0: Yeah, that's a big high dollar outfit they got over there. And you would think that they could demand a ball coach, but it seems like they always make they make some they've made some interesting choices. Like I think Malzahn's a bit of an interesting choice, too. Um, but especially how long he stayed around given their
1: so the the thing that kind of became public with the, the AD mess in the last like month or two, the donors at Auburn are like way outkick their coverage in terms of how powerful they are um, and how connected they are with like trustees and the board members and stuff like that. Like it was basically like the worst kept in the world. like the AD just got pushed out because the, and you know, the, Optics are optics, but he was an African American man at Auburn and basically got pushed out by donors to the point that like multiple other ADs tweeted out like congrats to him for getting out of a toxic situation. Yeah, Um, that's wild. So like Auburn's got some they got some stuff under the hood that is clanking and clanging. So
2: well, um, and what I remember hearing after he like he announced he they were parting ways was that you know, because I saw an article or something about, like, oh, who's Auburn going to tap to be their next AD? And, you know, me being paranoid, I'm always worried about, like, is Carlo Williams going to get poached by somebody? And then I was like, wait, no, Auburn's too stupid to do something that smart. And the guy uh, who, was, who has alleged sources basically said, Auburn's looking to keep it inside the family on this one, um, mm. which doesn't sound like uh, – necessarily a way to like grow and admit your mistakes. It's more like, no, we just, we just need to like tap one of our own um, and keep the same mess in place. So
1: it's what happens. Yeah. it's, It's what happens when people that, I mean, Hey, America is what happens when people that shouldn't aren't qualified to have any power or say so value having power and say so over actual success. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like we've said before on this podcast, like college football is a prime example that you do not need to be qualified and or wise <laughs> and or smart to be rich.
0: That's true. We've got numerous men named Jimbo and Dabo out here with like eleven million dollar a year contracts.
2: Just guys whose name end in vowels and boosters and um, the other thing. That was interesting. I didn't mention about the Texas A&M situation, but I do want to just like let's put a pin this. Yeah. Aren't they one of the schools that like has a big NIL collective and they have like drummed up basically salaries for all of their players? Like how quickly do some of those boosters start like looking for outs and or
0: No, that's going to be the next wave of interesting things that happen messy. is yeah. there's going to be kids that have big NIL deals that either don't play or don't play well or lose their deal or something. And then it's like, well, what happens? Right. Cause the deals in theory don't have anything to do with the school.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, no, I, I'm very curious. Actually by
1: rule can't have anything to do right. with the school. Right. Well, right. 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 It's a, it's going to be like, yeah, it's, it's like, going to be exactly what have, you think it is. We're going to have no like, rules and nobody knows what they're doing.
2: We're gonna have civil litigation lawyers filing suits against college students. Yeah.
1: To like recoup the,
2: their their NIL money.
1: This is what this is what people called from the beginning when the incident was like, fine, just do what you want, don't just don't sue us. Right. Like it's like, well, the winner in this, as always, is gonna be billable hours and a bunch of Shout firms like guys. hell yes. Mm,
2: yeah. Shout out to Colton Puckett Esquire. Our, right. our legal counsel maybe we we can get him on some some of these yeah. cases
0: he's a big labor guy he knows what's going on he is. he's a big labor guy he probably is actually the, easily the, the most qualified to talk about
1: this. Of, of anybody we know yeah
0: <laughs> right uh, that's uh, also good Colton
1: pocket starting a new job tomorrow Shouts out to him sweet yeah oh. President. yeah
0: He's, the president he's still of, got time
2: for i am our, the president
0: uh, of
1: everybody i'm the president
2: yeah hopefully still got time to vet our many endorsement <laughs> deals that were. his paperwork
1: is stacking up from yeah. the wheel route so that's why you understand.
2: haven't heard any ad reads in quite yeah. some time from us
1: <laughs>
0: once the new market poultry deal fell through it was all downhill from there yeah. it's, been, <laughs> it's been tough <laughs> that's, that's been as, as evidenced okay.
2: by logan's well improved internet at this point
0: in the season. Two days days in a row. Let's get, let's let's land this plane. We can call it good. Uh, You guys got anything else? I think we beat this week up. A fun week. Another fun week in college football. These, you know, we only get like 12 of these a year. So I love to savor a good, a good bloody one. Even if my team is, is one of the, one of the bloodied.
2: That's a good, good way to, oh, good wise. uh, Sage way to look at it. You know, it's not really
0: bumming me out as much as it used to guys. I must say it's nice to just kind of just take it as part of the whole picture instead of all
2: that new hashtag perspective. You have (laughs) so much
0: perspective. All right. I'll get, I'll get some sugared up toddler energy going here in a couple of years and we'll be back. We'll be back at it. Standing on the gators back to being just always. That's right. Now just wait till Sunday Billy gets his players in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Five stars at all the important positions, brother. All right. That's all I got. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wheel Route Podcast. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter. WheelRoutePodcast at gmail.com is the email address. You can go to the thewheelroute.com, stream the show there, or get it from your favorite podcast, acquisition Service. Until we meet again, we love you. Go Gators. Go Hoos.
1: Go Dukes.